0: Indeed, so many beautiful Christmas songs, and Bert, thank you for bringing that one forward for us. A new one, it's such a, such a gift to be able to sing that together, and I want to thank our, our quartet this morning. That was beautiful and wonderful, and, and thank you for that blessing. It was really, really special to, to be able to celebrate this season with such uh, music that lifts you up is such a, such a special thing so uh, again i want to celebrate that with you i want to uh, focus in on the last two verses that sue ellen read this morning verses uh, 36 and uh, actually 37 and 38 from the first chapter of luke and this is the dialogue uh, between the angel and mary and it's one of the most famous couplets uh in the scripture and so i want to bring this forward for our thinking together this morning The angel is speaking with Mary, and the angel says this, Nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary's response to that is, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Nothing's impossible with God. And the response, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me. Let it be in my life according to your word. This is the word of God for all of us as the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together, gracious God. We do give you thanks for this word. We do give you thanks for the light of truth that it shines on our path, and particularly in this season, the way it begins to open to us. What your coming really means. And the ways that you would envelop our lives in that plan of your grace that would, would open not only in and through Mary, but in and through us. And so we ask that you would use this word this day to draw us into that place where we would know that with you all things are possible. And we would know that, that we can give our assent in ways that we enter into all that you have for us in Christ's coming. And for that, we give you our thanks and to praise even as we join in our time of worship this day. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I guess when you get this close to Christmas, the question is, are you ready? And hopefully your answer is, you know, pretty much so. You know, if you're not ready by now, there's not much time left. I won't let you know. You know hopefully, uh, are you ready? Are your gifts uh, bought? Hopefully you can put the check by that. Uh, hopefully you can put a check by most of them are wrapped. You know, maybe so, maybe no. Who knows about that? You know, Hopefully, if you're about to do any baking or have done some baking, hopefully it's pretty well you know, out of the oven by now and you can put the check by that one and maybe there's still some, some baking left to go or some cooking left to, to do and you say, you're almost ready there. You know, maybe if you have a company coming in, and I see a lot of company here, and it's such a blessing to have you here, and say, you know, golly, with the check by that, people are here, and, and that's good, or maybe you're planning on going someplace, and uh, that would be good too, got your travel plans made, you know, and so you go down the list, check, 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 I think I'm almost ready, you know, maybe yes, and maybe no. And when I ask the question, and you think maybe yes, maybe no, I wanna also ask, are you ready? for maybe more? Not simply maybe yes, maybe no, but are you ready for maybe more? Because when we come into Christmas, it's not simply about how we go down our checklist and you know, am I ready, am I ready, am I ready? This is all the things that I do. When it comes to Christmas, it's really going down and getting ready for all the things that God does. For all the things that God is about to do. Because when you come into this scripture, what you see is, you know, Christmas is about angels. And it's about birth announcements. And it's about big assurances that nothing is impossible with God. It is about the Holy Spirit that moves in human lives. And how when that Holy Spirit moves in human lives, what it conceives in us. And what it births in and through us. It's about Jesus, the son of Mary, coming as the son of God to be your savior, to be my savior, to be the savior of the world. The question is, are we ready for more? And maybe you come this morning and you say, "You know what you know, pastor you know, you know it 's great to come it 's great to come to worship, and when I think about Christmas, usually what I think about in terms of getting ready is you know I think about well i 'm going to uh, unwrap some presents and i 'm going to you know, maybe uh, have some good food i 'm going to spend some time with people that I like people that I love and, and if I do that i 'm kind of satisfied with what goes on with christmas and, and so the whole question of you know are you ready for more?" You know, are you ready for what God does? Well, you know, it's great to have that kind of religious talk, but, uh, you know, really, I was kind of, my expectations were less, you know, lower than that in terms of everything that God was, was going to be doing. I, I really wasn't going. I really wasn't thinking that. You know, and if, if you kind of had that place where you said, golly, you know, when I come along and I think about that, I really wasn't ready for that. I'm going to let you know, friends, that that very human reaction is a very scriptural reaction. That's Mary's reaction. I mean, you need to understand when we come to the text today that, that Mary was just a normal young lady, as Diana described, just a, a normal young girl growing up in a normal place. Nazareth was a very normal place in terms of uh, biblical days, just kind of the, kind of a backwoods, backwater kind of town. And she was engaged to a guy named Joe. And so, you know, her life was pretty well planned and she kind of thought, well, this is kind of how it's going to spread out and it's going to kind of go forward pretty normal. And so when Christmas comes into her life, Christmas comes as an interruption. You need to know how that first Christmas comes. as an interruption and her response, her reaction to that in the Greek is the word diataraso. And it's politely translated that she was much perplexed. King James translates it, deeply troubled. When I hear the word diatraso, to me, it kind of sounds like disaster. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. When, when she hears the announcement, she just realizes that what's about to happen here is something that's really going to kind of turn her life upside down. And so her response is one of diatraso. Deeply troubled, deeply perplexed. Was she ready to receive what God had to give, what God had to bring? Was she ready for what I call the impossible possibilities of Christmas? Because I wanna tell your friends, when it comes to Christmas, to me that's what we're dealing with, that nothing is impossible with God. And all those things that we think about are impossible, all of a sudden they become possibilities for not only Mary, but for you and for me. And the first impossible possibility is this, as I read through the scripture this morning you have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. That's the angel's greeting to Mary. I think that that is this scripture's greeting to you and to me that you have found favor with God. Favor means that you have a place in the heart of God. Favor means that God has a heart for you. I think if God had a cell phone, the way I like to look at it is you would be on God's Fab Five. You would be on God's wallpaper. You would be on God's screensaver. Now, I don't know how that happens with everybody, but God is God, you know? And so it's just that sense of God has that heart for you and for me, and that's what favor is all about. And the message, the good tidings, the good news of great joy is that God has that kind of heart for me and for you in the coming of the Christ. And that favor is unconditional. You know, I love when you read through the scripture and you look at Mary that this particular text in Luke, there is no um, precedence in terms of talking about Mary's character in relation to why the angel came to her. You know, it's not said, well, she was godly or she was good or she was sinless or all the other attributes that we attribute to her character. uh, You know, and that's a lot of that's tradition. When you go back and read through Luke, it just says the angel showed up and there's Mary and, and the angel announces God's favor and it is an unconditional favor. It's not based on her character. It's not based on who she was. It's not based on who she did. It's not, you know, what she did. She's not based on any of that. It's based on who God is and what, God, what God's heart is toward her and toward you and toward me. The favor is unconditional, and I love that, because sometimes I don't think I'm really worthy of the favor, and you may feel that way sometimes, too. Sometimes I look at myself, and when it gets to the naughty or nice thing, you know, in that balance, well, there's a lot, you know, some naughty, and there's some nice, and, you know, look at that, I'm not sure I'm worthy of the favor, but that's not the point. That is not the point. The point is God gives the favor. You have found favor with God. And that is so good to know in this season, particularly in the times of the season, in the moments of the season when Christmas turns blue. Because you and I know that there are those moments as we move through the season, it's not all happy and jolly. It's not always like that. Sometimes there are moments of sadness. Sometimes there are moments of emptiness. Sometimes there are moments when we feel lost. Sometimes there are moments when we feel sad. You know, we feel like, you know, the, the Rudolph just flew right on by, you know, and here I am. And when we find ourselves in those moments, we need to know the favor of God is with you. In the scripture this morning, the angel comes along and says, you've found favor with God. The Lord is with you. See, in those moments, the Lord is with you, not only in the happy moments, but in the moments where we need a light to shine in the darkness, where we need hope to to come to us in despair. The Lord is there right then. You have found favor with God. Impossible possibility, number one. Impossible possibility, number two. Favor has a name. Favor comes with a name. Favor is personal. Favor is person to person. When you read through the scripture, I love how the the messenger of favor is Gabriel. And the chosen one to read, the recipient of favor is Mary. Favor is about people to people. I saw that in in a beautiful way this last week. We went caroling to our homebound. And our homebound are, uh, you, you know, they are folks who were active here in the church. They're no longer able to come to church. And so to take the joy of Christmas to them is such a blessing. And I experienced a blessing in a powerful way this last week and when I saw that the messengers of favor that went over to, to bring God's favor to our homebound, their names were Ryan, the names were Marlo, and Carter, and Ethan and Adam and Hayden. And I saw those children come and I saw those children begin to carol the ones who were to receive the favor and their names were Gloria and Flo and Doris. And what you began to see is when those little kids came and they sang with such enthusiasm, because I tell you, when little kids sing songs, there's a lot of enthusiasm in that, and particularly when they sing Jingle Bells or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or something that they really can lean into, you know, they come along and they sing that, and those women, as they watched those kids, you could just, it, it was transformational. You could see their faces light up. You could see their eyes get bright. It was almost like they were looking at their own children. It's kind of like they were flashing back to to times when they were looking at their own kids. Or maybe they were looking back into their own childhood. But whatever it was, it was kind of like they were looking right at the face of Jesus Christ. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. See, favor comes person to person, name to name. And I want to let you know, friends, that there are those kind of moments in these days for you. There are those moments. There are those opportunities. And what we need to do is we need to watch for them. We need to look for them. We need to be vigilant about them because they are there. Christmas hope is there. Christmas joy is there. Christmas peace is there. The the moments are there. They may be small and they may be subtle, but they are there. And as you and I look for them, you will see them. And you will see the opportunity for them. Because sometimes when it comes to favor, sometimes you are favor's messenger. Sometimes you are the one to bring the peace. You are the the one to bring the hope. You are the one to bring the love. And the opportunity is there. And sometimes we are the one to receive. And the opportunity is there. To be open, to see, and to receive. But impossible possibility number two is that the favor comes. And it comes to you and to me, and it has a name. Impossible possibility number three is this, that when God comes, and when Christmas comes, God comes with a plan. You and I need to understand, Christmas is not simply about a morning, and it's not simply about a season, and it's not simply about an experience. It is about a plan. It is about a plan that God has to bring God's salvation into the life of the world, and the strategy of the plan is incarnation. And what incarnation means is that God's going to take God's love and God's going to birth that love into human flesh. And God's going to birth that love through human flesh, and that's how God is going to do it. God is going to use human beings to bring God's love and salvation into the life of the world. And we see that in its ultimate way in Mary in terms of how she, the Holy Spirit moved in her life and how she conceived the son and how she brought her son into the world, the angel says, that son, that baby that you're holding in your arms is the son of God. The son of God who will rule over the house of David. And his kingdom shall be forever. And so there's that whole notion that God's love in coming and coming in all its fullness wrapped up in that little baby. See, God has that plan. And in that baby, that baby becomes for you and for me the empowerer, the enabler, the equipper, the one who opens up the plan for, for us. So that as we think, think about living our lives through Christmas, through his coming, we find the power, we find the strength, we find the way to know that in us, God's love would be born and through us into the life of the people around you, God's love would come And so as we think about Christmas, as we think about the plan, what you begin to think about is in my relationship, in my marriage, for Christmas, how do I bring God's love forward in my marriage, in my family? How do I bring God's love forward? How do I birth it into my family, with my friendships? How do I bring God's love? How do I birth His hope? How can I provide his peace? How can I help make that happen? Because that's where God is going. That's where how God moves in Jesus. And what's important is that we know that there's a plan. And that as we see that there's a plan, we begin to understand. That's how God is going to work in our homes and in our families and on our jobs and in our world. He works in and through you and me to make those things happen that we hope for, for, the, for lives around us. We are the ones who are part of the plan. Incarnation is how it happens. And so he brings that forward as impossible possibility number three, and impossible possibility number four is this, that you and I get the privilege, and I do mean the holy privilege, of saying yes to all of the above. We say yes to God's favor is upon you. You and I say yes to the whole understanding that that favor is personal, that it has a name, that is it is close, and is gonna happen between us as people. We say yes to that whole understanding that incarnation, God's love, is going to be birthed in your heart and in your life. And God's love is going to be birthed through your life into the lives of others. See, oftentimes when we come into this particular text, we really focus on verse thirty-seven where where the angel says, Nothing is impossible with God. And all those things I just mentioned, you know, they may seem impossible, but but God is who God is, and so God can do those things. They are all possibilities for us. But you need to understand that they are part of a couplet. Because the rest of the couplet goes like this. Once it's said, once the angel says nothing's impossible with God, then I just picture that. God and Gabriel are just holding their breath, waiting for Mary, you know, what's Mary's answer going to be? Because you see, Mary has free choice. Mary can make her own decision. Mary has something to respond in terms of what she has to say back. And some people think that the real miracle of this text is not that God could do all those things that I just mentioned, and not even that Jesus came to be our savior. Some people think that the real miracle of this text is that Mary believed it, and she accepted it, and she decided to live into it, and that her response was, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. I am the servant of God. Let it be to me according to your word. Because you and I can see, friends, that that's the response that begins to open up everything about what God wants to do in you and through you, in me and through me. Sometimes I think when we come to Christmas that Gabriel and God sometimes are just holding their breath because God comes with favor to you and to me. God draws close in the people around us to you and to me. It's a plan to you and to me. And God's just waiting for you and God's waiting for me to say yes, to say yes. I am one who seeks to have that heart that serves God. And Lord, let it be to me according to your word, according to all that you have spoken. The holy privilege that we have is to say yes. And when we do that, the impossible possibilities begin to come to pass. And when we say yes, that's when we are ready for Christmas. I love how Philip Brooks brings it forward in our closing hymn. The third verse goes like this. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. God imparts to human hearts the blessing of God's heaven. No ear may hear him coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. The impossible possibility of Christmas. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the gift of this season, the gift of this word, for the way that invites us into your plan, into your purposes, for the way that invites us to, to look inside and ask ourselves, are we ready? To look inside and to know that with you, nothing's impossible. And what you invite us to do is to be those who say yes to you. Give us that heart by your Holy Spirit so that we might live in this season in ways that are to your glory. This we ask and pray through Jesus our Lord. Amen. But it's to stand, join together in singing our closing hymn, A Little Town of Bethlehem. Let's rise and let's sing.